Welcome to Memphis Like Gas and Waters, Power Up Memphis. I'm your host, Gail Jones Carson, the Vice President of Community and External Affairs. The aim of Power Up Memphis is to take you, our customers, on an inside tour of MLGW to share our programs and operations with you. And by doing so, we can all better understand how we function as your utility provider. Today's guests are Rodney Clee, MLGW's Manager of Budget Planning Rates, and Daniel Irvin, who is the Director of Public Relations for the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. Uh, thank you, Ross, for being with us today. I greatly appreciate Glad that. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to talk about these gas rates and what um, our customers can expect as the weather gets colder. So, um, with the colder weather upon us now, really, should customers be concerned about an increase in gas rates? Gail, we know that many of our customers, including myself, mm -hmm. face some of their highest monthly utility bills in the winter season. That's primarily related to natural gas usage to heat our homes. Mm -hmm. And over the past few years, we've all been experiencing inflation. And MLGW is not immune to that. We've been seeing uh, inflation impacts in higher uh, wholesale electricity prices and also wholesale natural gas prices as well. But I do have some good news to okay. report for our customers. Um, we've had some hedging value in place for this upcoming winter, and right now that hedging value is worth about $54 million at the current market prices. So we'll be able to use that hedging value to credit back to our customers this winter to help keep their uh, natural gas portion of their bill lower than it would have been otherwise. So, um, so for this right here, could you explain to our viewers what hedging is? Well, he hedging is uh, MLGW's ability to uh, try to mitigate any volatility in the price of natural gas is a simple way to, to think about that. And so that value is, is quite big this, this winter due to rising natural gas prices. So that estimated $54 million at the current market prices is actually worth about $27 a month to the average residential customer. So our customers will be able to feel that hedging. Absolutely, so with that hedging value, we'll be able to keep our natural gas portion of our bills about 11% lower than they would have been oh, wow. last year. And so that lower natural gas bill will help to offset some of the increases that we're seeing in the electric portion of the bills, mm -hmm. such that the total electric gas and water bill will be about 2% lower than last year's average bill at the same consumption levels. So I'd like to just for a minute give kudos to our natural gas supply team who put those hedges in place. And that, <laughs> that team's led by Michael Taylor and Jeff Sissom and Young Lee, who uh, actually constructed that uh, hedging value for our customers. So I'd like to give kudos to them for that. But we well, always- I wanna give them kudos as well. <laughs> absolutely. So we always try to look to add value for our customers. Well, well, that's great. But I guess the one thing I we probably just need to mention is uh, we have found a way to help our, uh, save uh, dollars for our customers. But all over the country, gas rates have gone up for others uh, just because, of, like you said, the inflation and everything in the mm -hmm. country going up. And it's just so happened that we are fortunate to have a great team who, have found, who has found a way to help reduce the cost for our customers. <clears throat> 
So does MLGW do anything else to minimize the impact of gas rates for customers other than the hedging? That's a great question, Gail. Mm -hmm. First of all, it starts with our MLGW budgeting process. Mm -hmm. We go through a detailed budgeting process that's very scrutinizes every, every dollar that we spend at light, gas, and water okay. internally. So we want to try to keep our internal O&M costs affordable for our customers. Okay. But in addition to that, our natural gas system is connected to three transmission pipelines, interstate transmission pipelines. And that affords us uh, access to various uh, pricing points throughout the natural gas uh, wholesale industry. And so we have contracts with numerous suppliers and many of those contracts, mm -hmm. most all of those contracts are associated with prepaid discounts. And those prepaid discounts uh, actually add another $10 million worth of value for our customers to help keep our natural gas portions of our bills lower. Okay, that's great. That's great information. So I'm hoping our customers will see Absolutely. and understand and, and, and appreciate, Absolutely. you know, how MLGW is going the extra mile to help keep their rates affordable. So how does MLGW gas rates and uh, gas uh, purchase practices compare with other utilities? Well, every year, Gail, we uh, do an annual utility bill survey to make sure that we do have mm -hmm. some of the lowest rates uh, in the country for natural gas. And uh, we, we do have some of the lowest rates in natural gas. I believe in our last survey, we were number two overall in uh, our utility bill survey. And so that's one of the reasons and one of the ways that we try to keep our uh, customers informed of how low our utility rates are. So we have a number of items on our bill that are fees. Mm -hmm that's not related to electric gas or water so could you explain to us really how much or what percentage of a customer's bill is actually not tied to electric gas and water that's a great question and uh statement gail and so uh long before i even worked at light gas and water there was arrangements put in place whereby MLGW could bill and collect for what we call these third-party fees mm -hmm. that are on our customers' utility bills. Those are things like City of Memphis Sewer, City of Memphis Solid Waste, uh, there's a Shelby County Vector fee, uh, City of Memphis Stormwater fee, and also the Streetlight fee. And so all of those fees are... About, don't, is there a must, Shelby County Mosquitoes? Or? That's, that's what they call Shelby County Vector fee. Oh, it's okay. on bill. Mm -hmm. It's the 75 cents a month okay. that people see on their bill. Um, but all of the, altogether, those what we call those third-party charges, they generally are typically about 25 to 30 percent of that total that you referenced on the utility bill earlier. And so really only about 75 percent of that total is really electric gas water charges that go to MLGW. Wow. Uh, 25 to 30 percent, that's a, a lot. So we have found that it is really more efficient and more effective as we help other organizations or companies uh, put their fees on our bill. Exactly. So say, for example, if you have customers who say, well, I don't want to pay those fees. Um, you know, how does MLGW handle that? Do they, do they, still, do they still get cut off? Well, currently, whatever a customer pays is prorated among all of those charges. So mm -hmm. uh, a, the, a little bit of their payment will go to pay all of the charges that are on their bill. So there's not really a mechanism to actually say, I want to pay only the electric or only the gas or only the water. So it's prorated among all of the charges on the bill. Okay, so basically customers, they have to pay their bill, of course. Uh, they have, if they have good credit, they can pay down to three ninety nine, 
without uh, being cut off or disconnected. And uh, other customers who've had challenges, uh, they can carry a balance of $199 uh, without uh, having to be disconnected. So that's good to know. Those uh, fees are 25 to 30% on the customer's bill, but the customers have to pay their bill. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we work with them on payment plans, and then we also have the 199 and the 399 rule to make sure that we can uh, help and support our, support our customers. And one of the things I've always taken great pride in, Rod, is that MLGW has some of the most liberal and more payment plans for our customers than most utilities in this country. And all we do is just ask to please, please call us before they uh, get disconnected. So Rod, is there anything else that you would like to share with our customers, whether it's, um, you know, regarding the gas rates or uh, ways that, um, other ways that MLGW works with our customers to help them reduce their rates? Or is it, what is it that you would like to share with our customers before we uh, leave? Well, we always want to emphasize some of the free things that customers can do to try to keep their utility bills low. Okay. And so in the wintertime, we always ask and suggest that you set your thermostat to 68 degrees. Mm -hmm. And so for every degree below 68 that you can set that, um, you save about 4% on your utility bill. So we always like to talk about that. And, and, and what customers, talk, I mean, they have direct control over some of uh, what their utility is just by being by controlling their energy consumption and then when it's cold they can layer right. layer their clothing exactly. uh, and make sure they use things like weather stripping or if you don't have weather uh -huh. stripping take towels and put them by the, under the door the window seals and different ways to make sure that the cold doesn't get in when it's really cold exactly those are some free things you can do some low-cost things that you can do is to actually buy a programmable thermostat which i do have <laughs> so i actually i actually did that uh probably a, a while back mm -hmm. and that's one of the easiest and quickest economic payback things that a customer can do because you can program those thermostats to lower temps especially when you're not at the house exactly it's one of the biggest economic payback things that customers can do that are essentially low cost as well and other low cost items are like caulking so caulk around any cracks that mm -hmm. you might see in the windows or doors of your home. Mm -hmm. And if you wanna spend a little bit more money and get a little bit higher return, you can also maybe install storm doors or storm windows, yeah. and then maybe add some insulation to your attic if you can afford to do that. And also we have an energy doctor at Memphis Light Gas and Ward who will go out to a customer's home and evaluate and assess their home uh, and, and give suggestions on low cost, no cost ways to save their energy. So you did one, so what's the other two? <laughs> well, well, I was just gonna also say that uh, at MLGW, we strive to maintain low rates for our customers and affordability. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, Gail, you know, we know that our customers, many of our customers struggle to pay their utility yeah. bills. And so we always like to emphasize all of the customer assistance programs that we have that you just did that are numerous and, uh, and available to our customers. And one of the things we always like to emphasize in the winter is the LIHEAP money that comes from the federal oh, government yes. to the to the state and then to the Shelby County uh, Community Services Agency. So there's utility bill assistance out there now for our customers through that program, Shelby County Community Services Agency. And MIFA. All through, through MIFA and United Way as well. And then you mentioned the MLGW Energy Doctor 
MLGW on-track program, MLGW budget billing. So there's numerous uh, customer assistance programs that we have at Light, Gas, and Water. And Gail, we always want to try to add options, have options, mm -hmm. and add value for our customers. So Yeah, so thank you for that, Rod. And our customers can go to MLGW.com, and you can see the list of uh, payment programs we have for, available for our customers, as well as a list of agencies who that have funding to help our customers as they deal with some financial challenges. And we have, I mean, there's a list of them. Please go to our website and, and, and make sure you assess that, uh, access that information. And uh, we are here to help you in any way that we can and work with you in any way I can, we can. So, Ryan, is there anything else? <laughs> no, Gail, thank you for having me. Okay, we greatly, greatly appreciate you for being on the show, Ryan. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for uh, returning to Power Up Memphis, the second half of the show. Uh, and our guest this half is Daniel Irving, and he's the Director of Public Relations for the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. Thank you so much, Daniel, for being here with us today. Thanks for having that. me. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, so I would, I would imagine, Daniel, that uh, the Better Business Bureau gets lots and lots of complaints um, every day regarding all kinds of things. But today we're going to talk about scams mostly. So how does the Better Business Bureau assist with scam prevention? Well, that's a really good question. So we're probably mostly known for complaints, right? You have a problem with a business, you call the Better Business Bureau, you file a complaint. And so uh, we also deal with scams. And what we consider a scam isn't necessarily a business treating you badly, but it's fraud from the get-go. So a lot of times people will call us and they'll be like, oh, this business scammed us. Well, no, that's a business not behaving the right way. We can handle that as well. But what we consider scams are fraud from the jump, right? Those pesky phone calls that you get, all that kind of stuff. Those are scams, right? All those phone, those imposter scams, those phone calls saying they're the IRS or MLGW or someone like that. Those are scams. And how we deal with that is we have a tool called Scam Tracker. Okay. And what Scam Tracker is, is it's an interactive heat map where you can not only check things out, but you can report scams in real time. And then you can search to see what people in your own community are saying. And we don't edit these reports, so you're actually hearing from consumers, local consumers, in their own words about what they're seeing. So not only can you check something out, but you can report it to warn others. And so we take these reports and we share our data and our information with all sorts of government agencies, and we use these. Those agencies use these reports to strengthen their investigations to shut these scammers down. So our main role is really to just alert the public to what to be aware uh, to, to what's going on, so they can be informed and they they don't fall for these scams. So how does a customer or a person access the tracker? Yes, ma'am. So we understand that not everybody is internet savvy and may or may not have an internet connection, mm -hmm. uh, but it's primarily on the internet. You can go to our, our website, bbb.org slash scam tracker, and you again can check or report any scams going on. But for those people that may not have access to internet or it may, be, uh, it may not be as fast as it needs to be, you can always give our office a call. We have a trained staff that all they do all day is answer phone calls from the consumers, and they certainly can check out a scam 
scam for you or they can report it to our scam tracker. But again, these are people, this is what they do all day. Uh, they're up on the latest scams and they're staffed up and they're ready to help you with whatever you need. So you can access us uh, via the internet or you can give us a call. So what's the number that they can call? Yes, ma'am. So the number to our, our main office is going to be 901-759-1300 or again, our website, bbb.org slash scam tracker. So what, what scams are the Better Business Bureau seeing in our area right now? Well, the majority of the scams that we deal with are imposter scams, right? Uh, they're, they're scams where, um, you know, someone is pretending to be someone that they're not. Uh, and we there's there's four sides that it's a scam, right? And, and this kind of covers all the, the, the scams that we see. But number one, scammers pretend to be someone uh, or an organization that you know, right? They pretend to be MLG and W. Sometimes <laughs> they pretend to be the Better Business Bureau. They pretend to be a government agency. They pretend to be a, a, a well-known business. And, and they're always going to contact you unsolicited, right? So they may uh, uh, call you. They may send you a text message. They may send you a social media message. They may send you an email. But scammers are always going to pretend to be from an organization that you know, and they're going to reach out to you on an unsolicited listed basis and when they do so they're going to tell you that there's a problem or there's a prize it's either good or bad it's never in between so they're going to they're going to say that they're from an organization that you know and there's going to be a problem right there's going to be a problem with your account or you know you're tied up in investigation right or something like that or on the flip side they may say you've won a prize or you're eligible for a grant or something of that nature so there's going to be a problem or a prize and then they're going to pressure you to act immediately, right? You're not going to have any time to think. They're going to tell you it's a one-time limited offer or you have to pay right now. We're going to cut your utilities exactly. off. Or if you don't pay, pay right now, you know, you're going to, you're going to be arrested, right? So they're going, to, they're going to say they're from someone that you recognize. They're going to tell you there's a problem or a prize. They're going, to, they're going to try to pressure you to act immediately. And then they're going to try to get you to pay a specific kind of way. Usually they want payment via gift card. Uh, wire transfer was the old one. Now it's gift card. And what we're seeing now is cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. But the biggest takeaways are gift cards are for gifts, not payments. So as soon as you hear gift card, that's a red flag. It's going to be a scam. And keep in mind that most organizations and government agencies do not take cryptocurrency as payment. I'm sure that you can't pay your MLG and W bill with no. crypto at this point, right? Matter of fact, I think a lot of companies can use crypto right, right now. What's, yeah, it's yeah, it, it's well. Keep in mind, it's not a it, it's it's an investment. It's not a way to pay for things. There may be a few companies out there that that do take it for payment, but the vast majority don't. So anytime a, a, a someone contacts you on an unsolicited basis and wants you to pay for something with cryptocurrency, it's going to be a scam. So those are the four things to look out for, right? They're going to pretend to be from an organization that you know. There's going to be a problem or a prize. They're going to pressure you to act immediately, and they're going to want you to pay a certain kind of way. Now, the specific scams that we're looking out for right now um, around Christmas time, we see a lot of online shopping scams, but the big thing that we see are package delivery scams, oh, right? Really? So again, they're going to reach out to you via unsolicited way, like uh, they may call you or they may send you a text message and they may say that they're from a, a very popular delivery company that's based here in the Mid-South that we all know very well, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it's important to keep in mind that, that you are never going to, to be contacted by a legitimate company to either give personal information or payment to a, to a package that's already in transit. Mm -hmm. But that's the main one that's going around right now. You get an email or text message and it may say that they're having a trouble delivering your package and they need to get more information 
or what usually they say is, is that you didn't pay enough in shipping, but you, you, all you got to do is pay five more dollars and you can get your package or something like that. So they're trying to get money out of you. Well, so you I'm should never you, have to, you know. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that one because I'm always getting packages. Yeah. <laughs> and during the pandemic, some people were getting packages every day. <laughs> right, right. And again, you should never have to give information or money for a package in transit. But the, the most common scams we see here again are imposter scams. Another one that we see around this time of year, obviously, is the MLG and W scam. Exactly. Uh, you know, obviously, you're never going to have to pay immediately, um, you know, to have your, your utilities not cut off, right? Um, but, you know, what, what le uh, leads credence to these scams, one of the reasons why people fall for these scams is because of caller ID. And what I mean by that is, is if you get a phone call, let's just say that they say they're MLGNW, but on your caller ID, it has MLGW exactly. on there. That leads credence to it. That gives, you know, that, that makes people think that, that it might be real. And when we survey victims of scams who have lost money to these kind of scams, the number one thing they tell us, which the reason they believed it is because on their caller ID, it said, you know, whatever organization it was. So, you know, you have to be really, really careful. We say, as a general rule of thumb, if you didn't initiate contact, don't engage. And that, that means whether it's MLGW, the government, or any organization, if you think it might be real, don't trust what you're seeing on your phone. Don't trust what you're seeing on your email. You call them directly to, from a number that you verified independently. Well, right? and, and it's been amazing to me the number of businesses and some individuals who they receive a call and are told that your services are going to be disconnected by noon and you need to go get a green dot yeah. card and pay. But what's been amazing is the number of people, especially businesses, they run out and they do it right away because their businesses are open and they mm -hmm. don't want to take a risk of losing business. So they go out, they, get, they, they follow directions of what they were given on the phone. So let me ask you this. So when customers do make that mistake, how, are, how is that remedied? Because they have paid money to somebody. Well, that is why it is so imperative that people understand that gift cards and, and, and cryptocurrency, you can't get it back, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say that you get that phone call in the middle of the day. Let's say you're a restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. It's busy season and you exactly. get that phone call from someone that claims to be a representative from MLGNW, but they're really a criminal and they tell you to go get that gift card or they're going to they're gonna turn off your utilities during the middle of your lunch rush. Well, let's say that you go to a, to a, a Walgreens or Walmart and you purchase that gift card. Well your transaction was with Walmart, right? Or with, with Walgreens. So once you give that, that number on the back of the card to that criminal, to that scammer, they've taken that money off that card. So it's gone and untraceable. And so you don't have any recourse. Had, oh, okay. Yeah, because you can't then go back to Walmart and say, hey, I want my money back. Well, they're going to say, well, you bought this card. There's oh, no, no money left on it. <laughs> yeah, so you don't really have any recourse. That's why scammers want gift cards, and that's why they want cryptocurrency, is because you really don't have any recourse have no to get recourse. your money back. So do they d just report it to the police? or I mean, Well, that's why, and, and you know, it's, it's part of a larger problem. We are so accustomed in, in, in this day and time to giving more information than we really need. And because we are so used to getting all these scam calls, a lot of people don't think of scams like a crime, like they should. It always amazes me. I'll talk to a victim who has lost a lot of money and I'll always be like, well, did you file a police report? Well, no, we didn't think to do so. 
well, you've just lost $2,000. Why didn't you file a police report? So, you know, a lot of the public, they're so used to being inundated with these scam attempts that they, they no longer see it as a big deal. They don't see it like crime. And so we have to kind of change our perception, right? That is theft, really. Yeah, it is theft, right? <laughs> you know, and it's important. It's no different than getting your car broken into or your home burglarized, right? These people are actively trying to steal not only your money, but your personal information. So, yes. You do need to report it. If you've lost money, you do need to report it to, to the police, but also report it to the Better Business Bureau. Because again, our, our concept isn't necessarily to go after the scammers. I don't have any regulatory authority. I wish I did, but we don't. But we can, we can report it to warn others. Okay. So that's what we're, we're out in the community trying to warn others. Even if you didn't fall for the scam, go ahead and report it. Because if you don't fall for it, someone else is. These scammers wouldn't be doing it at that level if thousands, hundreds of thousands of people weren't falling for this scam. So just because you see the red flags doesn't mean that your neighbor, you know, will. So, so warn your neighbor, warn your community about these scams. That's the only way it stops. It's important to note that you can do everything right. You can follow all the tips that all the experts say, and you can still be the victim of a scam, just like you can still get your car broken into. You can have the best car alarm, right? You can park in a lighted parking lot in a good part of town and still come out and your car be broken into, right? And that just happened to me. <laughs> and it's happened to me too, right? Well, they didn't break in, but they did try to break in. Right. They were not, fortunately, they were not able to get in, thank God for that. Right, but, but you but, can do everything right and yeah. still be the victim of a crime. Look at celebrities. Celebrities live in these nice houses in Malibu and in LA, but all the time you hear about Kim Kardashian getting her, you know, her house broken into, right? So you can do everything right. It doesn't matter how much money you have, how much education you have, uh, what part of town you live, where you went to school, anybody can fall for a scam, right? And it's when you think that you're too good or it's that you think that it can't happen to you is when exactly it is. When it's going to happen. Well, well, Daniel, we are uh, winding down and you have presented a, like a wealth of information for our viewers. I mean, a lot of really good information. Is there anything uh, that you want to say before we close? Well, if, if you, if you, you know, you need to be educated, right? And we have a great resource. If you go to our website, bbb.org slash scam tracker, we have partnered with Amazon and Capital One to make scam tracker even better. So we've recently, uh, launched scam tracker 2.0. And so Amazon being one of the most, uh, impersonated businesses out there, wow. we thought we'd partner with them to kind of to, to cut down on these imposter scams. So we have a wealth of information. It's broken down by scam type. So if you can learn about all the scams, and again, you can check them out, but more importantly, go on our website, look around, see the tactics that scammers are using because it changes, right, on a daily basis. So we try to, to have a, just kind of a full stop shop of where you can go and you can, you can learn about all the different types of scams out there and you can learn about all the different scammer tactics. And that way you can be a prepared consumer for when you get that call. Cause it's not a matter of if you get a scam call, it's when you get that call. And so we want to, we want to make sure that you're informed and that you're prepared. So when those scammers reach out, you know what to do. Okay, Daniel, thank you so much for being with us. Before we close, we would like to honor and recognize the MNGW employees who passed away during 2022. We also want to continue praying for the families who lost loved ones in 2022. Mm -hmm.